step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. We have begun a new calendar and another 25,000-year cycle as we journey into a new realm of reality through the windows in your mind. We now begin with the knowledge of humanity and its divine origins from intergalactic conversations from the past and present. Let us look through a window into the ever-evolving consciousness and explore new possibilities with our place in the cosmos and the quantum world. Grandmother Parisha of Cherokee Heritage reveals the wisdom of the ancient past that will lead us into a peaceful future. Experience the love and peace through the exceptional wisdom of Grandmother Parisha as she shares science and ancient knowledge merged together to benefit all of humanity. Here we are. And this is Windows in Your Mind, and this is your host, Parisha. It is so very, very exciting to be about the world today and looking at all the wonderful things happening. So I'm looking forward to there being a few extra things I can share with you over the next two, three weeks as far as what's going on in the global scene. What I'd like to actually discuss and talk about today is the very essence of what we as spiritual and, and peaceful activists are supposed to be realizing or at least knowing and, and how we're serving, okay? And after talking to some very dedicated and strong, uh, devoted people, I find out that sometimes we, we have not gotten the full understanding of what uh, the energies and what we are about. So... I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because, listen, we it's not like we're not showing progress. There's a whole lot of progress, and I am very, very happy as well as want to say how grateful I am to every one of you who are out there on the front lines, not only taking from your pockets and making sure that things are paid for and, and that we're keeping up with the finances, but you're there with your time and your love, and that just, you know, that's... That's everything, beloveds. That's everything. So those of you who are really doing the talk, not just talking it, I appreciate that very, very much. And I speak for all the beautiful people that you've helped, I'm sure. So let's talk about that. You know, we, we get into the sciences of looking at what duality is and what we are as beings, okay? And we start asking, you know, questions like, you know, if there's day, there's night, and this is all true, okay, because the third dimension is duality. It does have, you know, the opposites. But we don't have to be ruled by that. Humanity, you know, has the ability to step outside that and not measure to that. You know, we can, we can appreciate that there is a beautiful day, and we can appreciate that there is a beautiful night. We don't have to act 
on those opposites, I guess. And and uh, when we think of the yin and the yang, it see it has a oneness to it. And I don't know that we're actually being clear-minded as to what that means, you know. So when uh, we're looking at things, the the whole process of of peace and harmony is to not have to have those objective opposites. And that if we come to care and we truly love and we are doing and talking and walking all these things that we do say, and especially with the teachings that we have, we don't have to pick sides. You know, we don't have to make something positive or negative. Uh, I have many people who are coming up to me because uh, I'm doing a fast. I do a daily fast now. And I fast from, you know, uh, in the daytime I fast from uh, eight o- 9 o'clock at night to 1 o'clock the next day. So I actually do 16 hours out of the 24 uh, fasting. Uh, so... You know, people ask me, why am I doing that? And I says, for a lot of reasons. During that time, I do an, an awful lot of altar work, which means going to make fire, burnt offering, and things like that. So, you know, I do a lot of that without the, the actual interference that the body assimilating food can be and so forth and on. Plus, it gives my body a chance to not have to deal with assimilation, but just actually do its, you know, go on to its own natural pattern. So there's a lot of reasons why I'm doing that, but those are a few. But that isn't, you know, when I talk to people about fasting, it isn't just getting off of food, you know, or actually, you know, going through the actual resolve of not taking in something, okay? What I, when I'm talking about fasting is fast from the habitual nature that we have that actually comes with complaining or, you know, fast for a whole month without complaining. You know, let that be your fast. Uh, Fast for a whole month of not being, you know, scared with money to be generous every day with some money. Uh, A fast is actually, you know, not doing some of the usual habits and habitual things that you do that aren't quite in character with what you want to be, okay? So you, you know, you fast from doing those things. And if you, can't, if you know that you're not going to be strong enough to pull a whole month, you know, I like to tell people, why don't you set goals and uh, targets that you can meet so that you have a lot of wins. And then as you get stronger with the wins, then you can push yourself out and your reach can become greater. But even if you just fasted from complaining for a whole day, you know, from the time you get up to the time you're getting ready and to lay your head down, you realize that you stopped yourself from all complaining, you know, and maybe looked at uh, other things that you do that aren't in the line of what you want to be or how you want people to see you, you know. Well, then fast from that. Then, Because when people say you're always talking about fasting, well, yeah, I'm not just talking about water and food fasting. I'm talking about the emotional triggers and the other things that we do. So when we get into looking at things, what I'd like you to do is go through a whole day without seeing or making something right or wrong. Understand? Neither right or wrong. Just let it be what it is. It is. 
we have been programmed, and this is what's happening right now in our world because of all the feuds and the, you know, the possible wars and everything that's looking, that we all are taught that there has to be an enemy so that that makes us the good guys, you know. Uh, we have to have something to fix in order to be the hero, you know. If there weren't people, you know, if we weren't making people wrong for what they're doing, then we don't have to make somebody a hero. So basically, you know, just looking at the things we do that actually creates the duality that we say is natural to us. No, it's not. It's not natural to us, okay? It's natural in the principles of how the earth moves and third dimension works, but it's not something you have to buy into, and it's definitely not something you have to practice. So looking at that, you know, what other options do we have? So... Let's seriously look at that, okay? How do you not make something right or wrong? Well, we stop making things fit into our beliefs and our reality. If we realize that everything that happens, happens as Creator puts it. If we understand the, the Tao principle of nothingness, then we realize that everything that we're witnessing and everything that's going on is actually being fed descriptive uh, process by us. It, we're, make, we're making it whatever we believe that to be. And so now listen, this is kind of stiff and I know it. And, and you know, there, I get a whole lot of flack sometimes when I'm teaching this. But you, ha you really want to start looking at that. You know, what makes something wrong? What makes something right? Okay, minding your beliefs, minding your determination of what is and what is not. If we begin to understand that if it if it's real, it meaning it we have made it a presence, we filled in the landscape, okay, then it's not necessarily anything other than what we are emotionally feeding. So let's go back to a few reminders here so that I guess this gets becomes clear. I don't feel it's being that I'm saying it clear enough for you. So basically then, let's talk about the eye, all right? The eye, when we look at the pupil of the eye, it's nothing but a big black hole. We, we tend to believe that what we see in the landscape is out there, but it's not. It's the mind that fills in the landscape, okay? The pupil of the eye is nothing but a black hole. It, it, it is, it's a nothing. It is the nothing. Now, it puts into the environment and the landscape whatever we say is there. So whatever our mind conditioned is and whatever we make of it, that's what it is. A lot of people, and I've tested this, I go to places to where, uh, you know, there there's people or definitely not technically uh, advanced or anything and begin to put things around that they're not accustomed to seeing, okay? And they don't see it. Uh, you know, they don't see a, the, they don't see what they can't understand or what they, they don't register. And so the eyes actually block that out. How many times has this happened to you? You've laid your keys down or you've laid an object down and you've looked everywhere for it. You have looked on a particular surface maybe more than once or twice. 
And then all of a sudden, somebody walks in and says, you know, what are you doing? I'm looking for my keys. Well, right there they are. And then he points or she points to the place where you've looked a couple times. You know, your mind did register, didn't feel in the landscape. So then we have to begin to realize how often is that really happening? Far, far more than we like to think, okay? And so basically if we determine that something because of this or that is wrong, then we practice a lot of right and wrongs, okay? And I'm just saying to you at this point, why don't you begin to actually fast from that, not not actually have anything right and wrong, you know, just let it be whatever it is and know that it was created as such by some intention of some sort by the creator itself, okay? So then if we begin to not necessarily have to have things right and wrong, okay, then we don't have positive and negative, you know, so we don't have to deal with this and this and this and that. Now, differences, let's come to differences, okay? If we just take everything as different from something else, we're allowing the opposites and the contrast. They're just not necessarily right or wrong. It's us having an enemy. It's us having something to fix. It's us having a target. You know, just think about the fact that, you know, if there were no people out there actually being the van, you know, the bandits that are polluting the oceans or killing the, the sea world life and stuff, okay, you know, then there would be no need for the heroes that go out, you know, Sea Peace and all of the other people that go out and do that. If there's nobody cutting down, the, you know, if there's nobody out there cutting trees, then there's not a group that's opposing that. We have to look at our life and see in ourselves. We can't go out and change anybody else. But if we see in ourselves where we can begin to practice more of that abstinence of having to have that duality. Right, wrong, good, bad, yes, no. And seeing as we fast, how often we can change the very circumstances and see uh, if you get any kind of communication from me and if you're going on my Facebook and stuff like that, you'll see that most often when I sign off on something, I'll say all good things. And basically, I live that. You know, I, I accept that there are all good things, even if it's something different than what I would like it to be. It's still a good thing. It is what it is. And so, you know, I, I remember being, you know, one of the stories that I can share with you as a young girl, you know, going places with uh, my grandmother and, and the elders and how often... Uh, People would begin to speak of their bitterness and, you know, their different situations uh, because of my complexion. I obviously being much, you know, lighter than the indigenous people of which I was with. And so sometimes the conversations would come up of the history or the whatever. And grandmother would just sit with that and she would make neither right or wrong of anything. And people would take issue with her because of that. And she would say, you know, why do we need to make an enemy? Why do we have to have something wrong? It is what it is. And when we just allow it to be what it is, and we accept that it is, you know, creator's wish that it is that, 
then we just go on past it. You know, I don't have to engage. I don't have to be a part of it. I can simply be aware that it's there. If there is a serpent nearby and I know that it needs space, I do not need to test that it could bite me. I just give it space. That we begin to take responsibility and respond with our ability to make things as we want to live with them. If I want to be in peace, I have to live peace. And if, you know, I don't, and, and I'm a strong activist. I mean, if you're following things that I write, that you, you realize that I'm out in the field a lot and I'm out there assisting people in different situations and everything. And as I assist them, you know, I, I go into areas where there's tremendous disaster or storm damage or, you know, war zones or whatever. And when I go there, I, I go there with all good things in mind. And all good things is that we're here now. We're going we're gonna to put this thing together. We're going to help this get back up on its feet. We're going to, you know, get business going and this and that. So we're about all good things. And, and in that, I teach my teams to not get involved with people talking about whatever the bad was or the harm or the storm or the whatever. Just keep them focused on all good things, what we're doing right now and how that's going. And allowing them to actually begin to feel better and begin to heal because they're no longer in that stricken pain that they were in. So without the stricken pain, you know, the healing process gets to, to flow very easy. And they begin to see the, the wonderful things that are taking place. And that being their needs being taken care of, you know, things getting back into order and everything else. And then just allowing the gratefulness be the emotion that everyone's feeling. When you, and, and there comes a place, I know like in the schematic practices or the psycho uh, psychologist, the psychoanalysis that we do, sometimes how a person gets over a, a real impactful uh, situation that's happened to them is to just let them continue to talk it out. And as they continue to talk it out, as they lived it, it takes the charge off of it so it begins to minimize and finally resolve its effects on them. That's different than what I'm talking about, okay? Once, once you know a person is in trauma, then you're going to let them work through that that way. But if, you know, if everybody's up doing and you get everybody to get into present time and, and put coherence in place, then there's nothing but all good things. What do we mean by get in present time? Well, I have people, you know, I tell people, okay, let's look over here. And, and I have them focus on things that are, are in our immediate field. And then I know that they're it because, you know, God knows they've already gone through so much situation emotionally. They're not grounded. So this is grounding them and giving them stability. And then once I get them into present time, then I begin to put in, you know, the, the facts that we're here. This is going to be fixed. This is done. You know, uh, your your comforts will be there soon, so forth and on. So we talk about what is, what is happening and that the good of that, that all good things are happening. Sometimes people, you know, 
I have no explanation for this, okay? There are people who complain even when it's going good, okay? And sometimes I just watch that and I realize, okay, all I can do is hold my focus until they come around. And after a while, you know, they realize that no one's giving audience to it or no one's actually given a hoot one way or the other, okay? And so they just get over themselves, and then they move on to getting in with the fact that everything's going together and everything's happening in a good way. So it's it's a matter of the choices that we make. And and we've kind of been taught to make the choices to see everything in a negative way. And if you look, you know, if you look at the things that's around us and the, the way people talk and that people will emphasize the negative. You know, I'll say, I go around and I'm always complimenting people and making sure that I say, you know, be being honest, not, you know, pretentiously saying things, but commenting on something that's attractive or, you know, uh, I sometimes I love the beautiful way women make up their eyes and use eye makeup and that. And, and I'll say to a clerk or, you know, a waitress or just another person, you know, somewhere about shopping, you know, your eyes are luscious and gorgeous. You do such a wonderful job with your makeup. You know, I think that's just awesome. And they are they're always so appreciative. So but they're always quite set back by it. We don't compliment, we complain. And and then we you know, when we whenever you're wanting to make a day a person's day better, find something genuine to say to that and to make that part of what you're doing. You know, a, a smile and a hello is is just a beautiful medicine, and it lifts people's spirits. Your enthusiasm and your joyfulness is contagious, and, and you have to make sure that you're staying joyful enough in your own particular tone level that you're not letting other people's stuff drag you down. You know, whenever I feel that I'm around a bunch of commiserating people, I start to sing. I realize that there's no way that you can talk to a situation when a person just won't hear. So I start to sing. And it's so funny because when people are really grumpy and they really have locked themselves into the negativity, they find the singing irritating. And they'll say, you know, what is that song? Why are you singing? You know, and then when you say, just because I feel like singing, it feels joyful to me. And and they'll take issue with that. And I say, that's all right. But you know, to finish my work, I'm going to sing. So I hum and I sing and everything else till finally they come over, you know, they kind of move over into a better space. But there are just sometimes you have to wait a person out if they're really that dug in that hard on whatever it is that they're going through. So basically, you have to come prepared and inside yourself knowing who you are, what you're doing and the choices that we make. You know, if we didn't have the we didn't have the negative, we wouldn't have any need for the heroes, right? So we kind of set that up, and we're actually taught, you know, to be against somebody. You know, if you listen to the news and you listen to the politics and everything, you know, whether it be someplace over there making someplace over here the wrong and, and the vice versa of that, we, we seem to actually need to, to generate a togetherness around a wrong or a bad. And I'm asking you to change that. As light workers, our whole our whole existence is based on harmony. And how we get to the harmonies is that 
we stop needing to make right and wrong. We stop needing to take sides. We stop needing to actually deal with things in that kind of way. That as soon as we begin to think peaceful and loving and kind and good thoughts ourselves, and that becomes the emanations that we put out, then our world is going to become that. So, you know, we want to then start dealing with who who is it that we're saying is bad. Who, You know, just go through your mind and see how you have positioned yourself. In January, this is the beginning of the year, see the difference that you can be as a person by the end of the year just by changing your positioning to be against something. Right now, across, uh, you know, I, I constantly, I'll see different opinions. And I get a, a lot of really good people that really get on to me pretty bad because I posted something this and something that. I do that purposely. I don't, I don't have an issue one way or the other with it. I'm just letting you see there's two sides to it. These people are saying this. These people are saying that. You know, Why do we need to get in that? Why, why do I need to put my opinion in that and make whatever they're saying right or wrong? I'm observing this is the way this one feels. And this is the way that one feels. And okay, so I'm aware now that that's what they feel. You know, what if... You know, do I need to get on it and join forces with them and make the other person wrong or whatever? No, I don't. I seek understanding. And I can I can actually say what it is that I support, but I don't have to get against. I think it was Mother Teresa, the famous uh, quote that people do, you know, give her uh, credit for saying, you know, I will... Join in anything that you're for, but I will not join you in anything you're against, in so many words, okay? And with that, I totally agree that if you just put all of your energy and all of your perspective and focus into what you're for, you're not feeding the opposite. You're not, you're not getting into that, okay? And then you just begin to emphasize whatever you want that to be. So... Put all your energy what you're for. And we don't have to be heroes. We just need to get it done. And and in fasting, if you fast from some of the pits that you have made for yourself and you start climbing out of that, you find out how much beautiful, how very, very beautiful life is and how much beauty there is all around you. Uh, I love the contrast of people. And I am an incurable people watcher. And I, I don't have to go watch Saturday Night Live or some TV program acting out some, you know, real life, whatever, whatever they're doing on TV these days. I love going into to bus stations and, you know, airports and restaurants and, and any place where people gather and just watch all of the characters, you know, just watching them and figuring out what they have to be thinking of what they're up to just by watching the shenanigans that they're going through. And then at that point, just that, you know, for me, that just lifts my spirit to see people, you know, they get so earnest about something. And, and uh, you know, my husband is great at this as well. My husband can talk to anybody. I love talking to people. I, you know, I can't go into a restaurant and ignore my waitress and just give her my order or him give her my order. I have to engage with them, you know, I have to, I, I have this 
in Salsipan need that I need to talk to these people. You know, I need to know them. I, I, I want to, to make sure that somehow my being in their day made a difference for them, you know. And, and, and those kind of things are really important to me. So basically, then I spend my time actually making sure that I'm, you know, engaging and giving them recognition. And the other thing is, is that there's, in yourself or me, you want to, people want to be visible. And then I'm watching how there, there are these people who want to be invisible. You know, you can just tell by their body and the way that they sit or how, you know, they hold their head and everything. And I find this a lot in airports. People try to be invisible. They don't talk to each other and they, they, their energy gets very close to them and they keep their eyes down and they won't look up. They don't engage with you if you're looking at them and stuff like that. And they're very, very nervous if they look up and they see that you're looking at them. And, and I look at that and I have such compassion for that. You know, we're evolving to be recluses. We're, you know, we, we don't reach out. We don't realize the importance of the interconnectedness that we are. And so, you know, this is just a wonderful time of the year for you to look at some of this and think about it. And, you know... This is time that we, you know, we make all those promises of change and things that we're going to do. And you can start doing that on, you know, a little smaller scale so that you can manage it. You know, it don't have to be a horrendous month or whatever to where you're constantly realizing you're failing. Take it an hour at a time. Take it, you know, a half a day. Take it a day at a time. But do it in a, a sense to where you know you'll stay focused and your intention is to complete it with absolute you know, absolute practice and, and see how fast your world begins to change. You know, I, I know people call me, especially traditionally, they'll tell people I'm a tablet keeper and a peacekeeper and people ask me what that is. And, and I've worked with the Dwight Eisenhower's uh, peace ambassadors for a long time, different things. And people want to know what that means. And it's, you know, what I've come to realize, it means that I'm not looking for anything wrong. And they kind of look at me and say, what do you mean? And it's like, well, to me, when you ask me what does peacekeeper mean or peace ambassador, it means I'm not looking to make anything wrong. How do you, how do you be peaceful? How, how, how is peace if you're, you know, trying to find something wrong or, to fix something or whatever. Um, you know, people, when I do conflict resolution and I say, as, as we're going along and you have these opposites, it's usually at, in some kind of turmoil over something. And as each is talking, I simply will say, I understand and you're right. And I watch how the other person reacts to that. And then when they go in and they get all fired up about something, I say the same thing to them. It takes them a little while, but then they confront me with that and say, but you're not saying who's right or wrong. You're not, you know, you're not listening. Sure I am. Well, how come you're saying the same to both of us, that you understand and that we're right? And I says, because you believe you're right. I am recognizing that you believe you're right. I'm recognizing that I understand that. And I know that if we keep going back and forth here, you're you're going to make your own adjustments. You know, 
I can't tell you what's right. I can't tell you what's wrong. I would be adding to the conflict. Somebody would leave very much conflicted with my decision. I'm not here to impose a third opinion here. I'm here to listen and watch the two of you or the many of you from one side to the other go back and forth until you finally hear the fact that it's okay. You're right. You know, now, are there any solutions? Do you have any ideas? How, how could everybody agree? And, and let them decide that, you know. And, and so basically, at first, like I said, the person's going to show their reactive self, and that's usually not very, not very happy that somebody else can be made right or wrong. It's like, I don't have any need to do that. And I find that I, that has become a practice that I have inside my everyday ordinariness. And, and, it's, and I, it's ordinary because I even see it, I even do it for myself. I see it in myself. You know, I'll be doing something and I realize, okay, that's not, especially when it comes to technology or something, and it's like, okay, that's not how it's done. How come you didn't read that? And it's like, what are you doing? And it's like, okay, that's conflict. You're putting something in conflict. Okay, here's the thing. You did the best you could at that point. And here's how it is now. Okay, and here's how we proceed from now. And if we could just start doing that kind of logical projection as we move through different events and things going on in our day, then, then at this point we're looking very much at the fact that, you know, we can we can be that peacekeeper. We can, we can make that difference because that's who we are. That's exactly who we are. And in that, you know, the world becomes this better place. And harmony begins to exist. Harmony is the fact that it is the daytime and it is the nighttime that both have their place in our life, and we make it okay, you know. Uh, I, be, I even know people who make nighttime wrong. You know, they say, you know, have to be in before dark, and they have to stay inside because the dark is evil, the dark is bad, you know. There's terrible things out there in the dark. Well, I mean, with my work, I've seen terrible things in the daytime. You know, pain and suffering doesn't stop because the sun goes down, nor does it, you know, stop because the sun comes up. So basically, again, it's our beliefs and what we want to make of it. You know, uh, people complain about the, the day. You know, it's too hot, it's too this, it's too that. And so it, it to me, it's just a matter of, okay, why do we need to do that? Why do we need to tire ourselves like that and exhaust ourselves, in fact, just trying to have this opinion of right or wrong, make it good or bad? And I invite you again. This is January, starting of the whole new year, 2016. Why don't you fast from some of the things that you do that doesn't allow you the peace and the tranquility, as well as the acknowledgement that you are walking your talk, that you so desire peace, that you don't need to find an enemy or make someone else the cost of that peace. We can do that by actually realizing that as soon as we stop 
as soon as each one of us has control, then the greater equality of that throughout our world begins to be the reality. And that's what I feel we can do. I see it being done, in fact, in everything that I do. At 75, I've been doing this work pretty much for 60 years. And for me, to see all of the wonderful things that we now have brought into people's awareness and the, the actuality of people knowing and understanding things better now. We are headed for the, the turn that we needed to see, that we are the people we've been praying for. We are those who will come and change. We are the change that must happen. It is us. And with that, I'm going to let you go and uh, have a wonderful evening, I hope, or a daytime, whichever you should be at this point. And I want to give some acknowledgement to those people who are actually contacting me on Facebook and to actually let you know I really, truly enjoy everything that you send me on Facebook. I do get to it in bits and pieces here and there as I go through different things through the day. And I want you to know we do go through everything you ask us to in questions. And when we find, you know, what we have to do because of the number of people it is, we find, uh, you know, what what is the likeness of a, a an inquiry? You know, how many people are asking this, how many people, whoever the greater number is, is where we start. And then we just work through that till we get to where we have no more time. But we are open to that. And if you go to the radio station's uh, homepage, you'll see that there is a fan club there. And that if you get in the fan club, please send us your thoughts. You know, it isn't just that you have to have a question. If you have a particular perspective on something that you would like, we would be more than happy to share that. And again, uh, you know, I, I'm like a rambling wind here. I don't stay in any one place enough to actually get to where I could, where I can actually do, you know, your calling in. And I, and, and I regret that right now because sometimes I really wish that you were being able to talk into my ears during this time. But at, just give me the questions, you know, come forward with, and if you're all right with us using your name, you know, let us know that as well. But we're very, very happy to talk about what you want to talk about and to listen to what you have to share about some of the things that we're saying and know that, that it's very, very welcome. Meanwhile, like I said, we all need to be very grateful for the wonderful work that our Jules does in order to have uh, definitely the Law of Attraction Radio Network being what it is to the messages that go out and the work that gets done. And she's just just endless in what she does and what she can give. And uh, I admire and love this woman very, very much. I ask all of you to include her in your prayers and energy every day and allow that, again, she makes sure that the voices and the, and the teachings and the very uh, essence of what we need to have gets out there. So uh, include all of our staff and our family here and make sure that you recommend us to other people and get other people enlisting. But stay tuned and know that we send you all good things and love you very much. You have a wonderful week, and I'll catch you soon. Well, okay, it's that time of being complete again and going forward to assimilate and use what we've shared and learned. It's with love of humanity that I serve, and it's always good when you're with me.
I value in your time. So I say to you, Olama Liaha, we are family. Walk in beauty upon the great Mother Earth and be the blessing that you are. I send you my hugs and kisses on the breeze and in the sun. Beloveds, I am always with you. Have a wonder-filled week and celebrate all good things. For those of you who want to keep in touch through Facebook, remember that it's www.facebook.com com slash forward and it's V-E-N period P-A period R-I-S period H-A and make sure that you share what you want to say and share your stuff and I look so forward to that. So until then, know we are blessed. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Grandmother Parisha on your journey to the windows in your mind. For further information or to contact Grandmother, please visit parishas-world.com. P-A-R-I-S-H-A-S-world.com. The incredible, magnificent Law of Attraction Cruise of a Lifetime is taking place on March 6th through 10th, 2016. Featuring New York Times best-selling Law of Attraction author Pam Grout and featuring Michael Perlman, MD of Law of Attraction Journaling and best-selling and award-winning wealth author Richard Harper along with our own beautiful and dynamic speaker, Constance Arnold, will be on board as well. Don't forget Gary Temple Bodley, who channels Joshua, will be on board, and you will be able to have direct interactions with Joshua. And then there's the Champagne Living Dream Coach, Cassie Parks, as well as me, Jules Johnson. This is a powerful cruise, and it's happening during the week of the total solar eclipse in Pisces, which is ruler of the water, which means that which you shine a light on will shift almost effortlessly. So what are you waiting for? This is your chance to finally change your life in profound ways. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. There's still cabins available, but the rates will increase weekly. Need a cabin mate? No worries. We have like-minded individuals for you to room with. Take this time and invest in yourself. You will be so happy you did. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com. See you on board. I know you've been hearing about this incredible cruise of a lifetime featuring outstanding Law of Attraction celebrities. But did you know that you can actually get six months interest-free financing through PayPal? That's right. Need financing for airfare? (laughs) No problem. Just tell them how much you need. And you can pay everything today to secure the lowest cruise rates and the lowest plane fares. You don't even need a PayPal account to secure financing. And as many of the cruisers who've already signed up have told me, you can get approved within minutes. Just go to LOARadioNetwork.com 
Find out all the cruise information, get the interest-free financing, and then come aboard. And yes, you can take this as a sign that the universe is saying, hey, we can do this. Let's go. Hurry, we're waiting for you. See you on board.
see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world I see skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow. So pretty in the sky Are also on the faces Of people going by I see friends shaking hands Saying how do you do They're really saying I love you I hear babies cry I watch them grow much more than I never knew and I think to myself what a wonderful world yes I think to myself what a wonderful
It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.